if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. So for sick days, we definitely want to prioritize hydration over nutrition, right? Early on in baby led weaning, we offer food for lots of reasons, but it has very little to do with hunger abatement or providing nutrition. So don't stress if you miss a day or two because your baby's sick. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about sick days and solid foods. Do I need to stop trying new foods when my baby is sick? Now, before we get started, if you're dealing with a sick baby, which I assume you are, which is why you're listening to this episode, I just want to say I'm sorry. It really stinks when your baby is sick, especially when you're trying to transition to something new in the schedule, like incorporating more solid foods. So I think you're going to like what you hear in this episode. And I want to start out with my baby led weaning tip of the day for this mini BLW training episode. But that is, you do not need to make any major modifications to your schedule when your baby is sick. You can if you want to. And I'm going to share some instances where you might want to switch things up with the feeding schedule if you're dealing with a sick child. Now, quick backstory. When I was doing baby led weaning with my quadruplets, so I have a seven-year-old, six-year-old quadruplets and three-year-old twins, but the quads were the first time I'd done baby led weaning because I'd struggled a lot with traditional spoon feeding with my oldest. We worked our way through all the allergenic foods. And then when they were about like 10 months adjusted age, we had went to a Super Bowl party. And at the Super Bowl party, there was ceviche. The ceviche had shrimp in it and had fish in it. And my babies were super snotty. 
And I know some of you are like, then you shouldn't have taken them to a party. It was like a Super Bowl party at my brother's house. I'm sure it was fine that I took sick kids. This was pre-pandemic, P.S. So back to the seafood, the shellfish, which is the shrimp and the fish, the babies had had multiple times, right? And you guys know that a baby can react to any food at any time. It tends to happen within the first few exposures, but there's no hard and fast rules about that either. So the babies were super snotty. They ate ceviche. We came home and my son Dylan had like full-blown hives all over his face. Like the puffy hives where you're like, ooh, if that's happening inside your throat, you're definitely going to have trouble breathing. And he was particularly fussy, which, you know, when you're looking for an allergic reaction, you're sometimes like, hang on, is it just skin stuff? Because if it's just skin stuff and goes away on its own, then it's probably not true food allergy. But if it's accompanied by another symptom, one of which can be a significant change in demeanor, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this happening? Like he has skin stuff and now a significant change in demeanor. Or was he just crying because he's sick and fussy and I'm making him go to bed or whatever? So I took a bunch of pictures, sent it to the pediatrician. He's like, I think he's fine. Watch him. The hives went away like within an hour. But the point was because he was already immunocompromised, like he had already had a cold. And this is a kid who's like a major drainer. So there was just snot everywhere. That one instance of having either fish or maybe more likely shellfish, I don't know, we're just guessing at this point, caused him to have a reaction that looked like it could potentially be a food allergy reaction. But of course, then I tried ceviche like three more times in the next three days just to see what would happen. And he didn't react at any point. So he was kind of maybe on the mend and just sharing anecdotally that it is the case that if your baby is sick or there's some underlying illness, that sometimes they might react to a food in a way that might make you think it's a food allergy. But always keep in mind, gosh, if they're all already sick, is there maybe just the reaction to whatever the underlying sickness is going on? And of course, always check with your pediatrician. But my pediatrician was like, heck yeah, try that ceviche again tomorrow because they've already had fish and they've had shellfish a number of times. So sometimes when our babies are sick, we might see things that look like food allergies, but they might not ever be. But that kid, Dylan, he's so funny. I have three boy and one girl quad and he's very articulate. And every time we have something with shrimp, he's like, mom, you know, I really, I had that problem that one time with shrimp. And I was like, oh my God, you were 10 months old. You don't even remember it. You just know it because I tell the story all the time. And he likes to look at the pictures of when he had welts on his face, which of course I took pictures of. You know what? I'll put them in the show notes for you guys for this episode, blwpodcast.com slash 197. If you want to see what a sick baby looks like reacting to shellfish, that wasn't true food allergy. And he's had shellfish a million times since then. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So back to the episode. Do I need to stop solid foods because my baby is sick? You might need to slow down, okay? And by the way, you don't need to do anything. You do what works for you. But a lot of parents like, 
My baby is super clingy. My baby is interested in nursing more. Some babies want to nurse less. We do want to pay attention to fluids, right? So whenever a child is sick, we prioritize fluids over food because we want to prevent dehydration. So if your baby is proficient at and prefers to drink out of the breast or drink out of the bottle or the open cup, if you're doing that, focus on the liquids during periods of sickness and don't beat yourself up if you're skipping a meal or a day or sometimes even a couple of days with no solid foods. Now, one thing about offering solid food, the baby, you know, all sickness manifests itself different. So some babies, if they're super fussy and cranky and cry and whiny, we don't want them as the high chair trying to eat food because that does increase the risk of choking if they're freaking out, okay? So never try to feed a freaking out baby, but also we never want to force feed a baby. So you may feel like, oh my gosh, we're doing one new food a day. And if I skip today, we're going to get behind. It doesn't matter. Skipping a day or a couple of days is not the end of the world. Now I work with parents who are like, oh, every time my baby gets a little runny nose, I take like five days off. It's like, well, if your baby has a runny nose every week, that means you're only doing solid foods like two days a week. That's definitely not going to be enough exposures for your baby to develop the skill set to meet all of their feeding milestones. But you guys know your baby's best. I just want to give you permission to skip a little bit of solid foods. Some families don't like trying new foods when the baby is sick. And I get that. If you're doing one new food a day, you might pause on that and just reintroduce some of the familiar foods if they're up for it. For the allergenic foods, I certainly don't introduce those when the baby is sick because of the reasons that I just described. With Dylan's situation, I want to know kind of if it really is true food allergy and having a little bit more of a clearer picture helps without that underlying sickness clouding what could potentially be a reaction, but maybe isn't. Who knows? It's confusing enough. I don't need sickness in there making things worse. Now, what about teething? A lot of parents will say, well, if my baby's actively teething, should I stop doing solid foods? And the answer is no, because teething is not a sickness. Teething can be up to a three-year process. So we can't stop solid foods for three years. There's actually not a lot of modifications that you need to make for teething babies. You'll see parents say, oh my, I make these frozen teething treats. I have six out of my six kids who I did baby led weaning with. The seventh one we never did. She loves frozen stuff. The BLW babies, I don't know why, but they don't, they never liked frozen treats and they would freak out even if they were teething. But some families swear by them, but many times teething babies can just continue to eat the other foods and actually in many cases pacifies them and they actually enjoy gnawing on the foods and gives them some sense of relief. You might tend towards colder foods when a baby is teething. But again, this is not like there's no hard and fast rules about teething or sickness. So you do what works for you. And I mentioned that some families get in the habit of skipping lots of days on a regular basis. If you feel that like that's happening and your baby is chronically ill, you may need to obviously consult your pediatric provider. But if we're talking about acute sickness that comes on some seasonal stuff that's short-term, skip a day or two, not the end of the world. You're not doing any irreparable damage by missing a few meals is the message I want you guys to leave with. Now, for the families that might be skipping lots of days all of the time, if you're interested in what like a typical schedule looks like for feeding for your non-sick days, I just did a bunch of episodes on the podcast. So if you go back to episode 185, that was some sample feeding BLW schedules for six to seven month olds. I did it for eight to nine month olds in episode 187. BLW schedules for 10 to 11 month olds in episode 189 and then 12 month olds in 191. Again, I don't provide those for comparison purposes. They're just ideas of what schedule your baby could follow if you were looking for some ideas. And some parents are like, oh, my seven month old, we're only doing solids every three days. 
if you listen to the recommended schedule, you realize, okay, maybe that's not frequently enough and I do want to bump it up. So for your sick baby, you'll probably notice that their appetite may wax and may wane. You really don't need to make any massive changes with regards to solid foods because please remember, during baby-led weaning, the majority of your baby's nutrition is still going to be coming from breast milk or formula, okay? So we're offering food for lots of different reasons, but it has very little to do with hunger abatement and nutrition provision, okay? So you're by skipping, you know, two tablespoons of avocado, it's not like the end of the world and your baby's not going to become malnourished overnight, but do just pay attention to science of hydration, right? That's the wet diapers or is the baby having as many wet diapers and as frequently as you would anticipate. Some of the physical signs of dehydration include like if your baby has dry or cracked lips. Um, we sometimes can see with the skin, if you pinch the skin, like on your own hand, I'm doing it right now. Well, when I pinch my skin, it stays kind of pinched up. Okay. If your baby's well hydrated, when you pinch the skin, don't hurt them, but it should go back down flat. That's generally a sign that your baby's well hydrated. So, you know, pay attention to the signs of hydration. That's certainly more important than however many calories or milligrams of iron they're getting. So hang in there if you've got a sick baby on your hands. It's not the end of the world. If you take a little break and try new foods, maybe stick to familiar foods. And I hope your baby feels better soon. And I hope you feel better about having a sick baby really soon too. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.